Welcome to America's podcast, The Shameful Dead, <laughs> your weekly recap podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. Uh, my name is Doug. With me tonight is Johnny T. How you doing, Johnny T? You, you know, something is different about tonight. I'm in such a good mood. What is it? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I guess there's something in the, in the air. Well, I don't know what it could possibly be. The only thing that's different about tonight is uh, I don't think we have Jermaine with us. That's it. Nope, you're right. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. So I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. <laughs> okay, so you're doing better than normal. Uh, you're the star of the show, the co-star now. That's right. That's right. This is my big debut. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about this. We're we're doing uh, season seven, episode twelve. Say yes. Uh, what do you think? You know, uh, overall, I thought it was it was an okay episode. Um, Started off a little, little crazy, but um, it it was a kind of a normal. Uh, some of the folks re- went went to run an errand and ran into zombies, which we haven't <laughs> seen in a while. Yeah, I I will say that this you is know? this is yet uh, like just like last week, it didn't really propel the the story forward. It was another like yeah. um, you know spinning its wheels episode, but I enjoyed it more than I should have for some reason. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I would agree. Like I didn't. I I thought it was kind of a kind of like they used to be and, and it was almost like a an episode that they haven't done in a while right and uh what do you think the meaning of say yes is hmm oh man you're gonna hit me with some with some in-depth <laughs> stuff already yeah i just don't i don't see it uh making a lot of sense besides like um you know when michonne and rick have that conversation later uh, right probably yeah and at the at the very end of the episode yeah and they're like saying yes to all the 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 risk or whatever. It's like an existential right. you, problem. Yeah, like you you will have to do certain things, so right. just say yes, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. so just I, yeah, I, go along. You're gonna have to say yes to possibility of losing me. So I guess that's uh, what it is. Spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. Right. Oh wait, yeah, we will. Spoiler alert, guys. We will be talking about this episode. Um, say yes. Um, okay, so let's jump right in uh, to America's podcast. Uh, the episode starts off with Rick and Michonne in a montage where they're breaking into houses, looking for guns, and I guess getting supplies as well. In between all the scavenging, they are getting their freak on. Um, <laughs> uh, they don't seem to be making much progress. Uh, and then they do come across they come across some dudes that are golfing next to a pickup truck full of just full of supplies. Uh, and then it cuts to Rick and Michonne driving with said supplies. So I guess they killed the guys or robbed them. I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second. Michonne thinks that they should head back soon, but Rick doesn't want the holiday to end. Uh, Michonne reluctantly agrees, and they drive along the road, and a happy moment turns to scary music and the credits, insinuating that uh, this is not a good idea. So what do you think awesome. those guys were doing? Uh, or those those guys, it, they were they were live people golfing, right? Yeah. So I, I think yeah, they alluded to that they probably did kill them, but you don't really know for sure. Now were they saviors um, or were they just random people that oh well, these fucking idiots are like are they? no clue? Yeah. So yeah, that was what I was thinking. So I, part of me thinks that they just ran up and took the stuff off the back of the truck, but I don't know how they could do that without 
without killing those two guys. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, why would they... They cut to uh, the next scene with the supplies. Like, we were just, as an audience, supposed to know what the fuck happened. And I don't think <laughs> you, you could... Like, yeah, what do you... It, yeah, and they like the the pan to the truck. It, it didn't allow me enough time to memorize all the contents of the back of the truck. Yeah, I watched it oh. a second time. I didn't have time to like analyze it, but I was just like, yeah, you can't see anything but silhouetted guys, and they're they're shooting golf balls and hanging out. Um, I'm gonna assume they were bad guys, and they were robbed or killed. Um, That's yeah. I'm, I'm gonna assume that they were killed, and probably not a savior because they didn't really like play on that too much. Of well, who then, they were. then if they're just killing random people, they are bad guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're yeah, rooting for yeah, the bad guys. Sure. We're rooting for Walter White yet again. Yeah, they're yeah, right. They're they're the lovable bad guys. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'll forgive them. They can kill a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh but yeah, this is a uh, this is just I wrote here uh Rick and Michonne date night. Like this is like, yes. they're just going off, you know, the kids are at grandma's. They even go to a carnival. Like I expected him to like hand her like a stuffed animal or something. Yeah, uh, they it, it, it was now that you say the the whole carnival thing, which we'll, we'll get into. Yeah, obviously, it's most of the episode. Yeah. The spoiler, spoiler alert. But but it was like I thought it was kind of interesting how they did kind of play on the date sort of thing throughout yeah. the whole episode, like a carnival. Like oh, haha, isn't that cute? They're at a carnival killing zombies. Yeah, as, as they're. It was it was odd though. Like I don't I don't really get the tone uh, or what purpose this show. Like like I feel like it was trying to make a bigger point. With this old uh, date night thing, and I, I didn't really get it. Uh, besides, you know, I, uh, it didn't make it a was, lot of it, sense. Yeah, I will say it, it was an odd episode, and Rick, even his whole like demeanor and his mood, and, and we'll probably go, we'll go through the scenes in, in a minute. Uh, but his whole like his, like childlike, yeah, just, like naive optimism was yeah, weird. Just he was he was so excited just to be on a date. Yeah. Um, which was just kind of odd to see from him, but I but I thought it was it was interesting and kind of fun to watch. Yeah, he definitely didn't see it in several times. Like, I don't want to go back. I want to stay here forever. You know? Yeah, exactly. And you're sitting there going like, okay, well, don't you have a son that could use the? <laughs> yeah, a one-eyed son and a daughter that we see for the first time <laughs> yeah. in like what feels like years. We'll get to that. Yeah, he's like, nah, nah. They can wait. I'm on a date. Yeah. Okay, so after the credits, Rosita is doing some minor self-facial surgery, I guess, <laughs> by, by, like, uh, stitching her facial wound up. But I think she said that wound for, like, weeks. I don't know. Anyway, Tara comes by to visit and is immediately berated by Rosita. Um, Tara's all Mary Sunshine about how they're going to get the guns. They just need to wait. And Rosita's, like, all negative Nancy. Says she can't wait. She's got to go be useful and go get some guns. So I guess she's going off by herself. Rosita just annoying shit out of me. I don't know about you. Yep, I, I agree. But she's just playing that like angry teenager uh, role a little. Like when when you see her little sour puss, you're just like, oh god, yeah. here we go again. Yeah, it's just too one note. Like it doesn't seem complex enough. I don't know. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, and the um, uh, my my wife and I were watching, just like both agreeing. Like, can they? When is she gonna go? My wife. That's my 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 wife. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she is real. I'm not making her up. I do <laughs> have one. You met her from in Canada. We know. Yeah, you don't know her, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, she's just annoying. Uh, I don't know if anything else to say. She's just going to be annoying the whole episode. Okay, we cut back to the date couple, and while they're stopped on the side of the road, Michonne spots a deer. Her and Rick follow it to a fenced-in, looks like a high school, from what I could tell, uh, yeah. and an armed walker. They kill him. The walker has, he's, you know, his army fatigues. Um, they, he has a 
a big gun. They see lots of heavy rounds on the ground. Uh, and they are optimistic that they might find the guns that they're looking for. Um, yeah, I didn't get the uh, whole layout of this whole thing. Because it said high school. So they arrive at a high school, yet they end up in like what appears to be like an army barracks kind of a deal. Or unless the army took control of the high school, which is what I'm going to guess. Uh, yeah, that's to guess the same thing but you would think the high school would be huge and it just seemed like they were in like uh the cafeteria and that was it or something i don't know uh and there's a carnival going by we'll get we'll get to that in a second we don't see that just yet but uh spoiler spoiler, we will be talking about that this episode i can't this last spoiler guys last spoiler all right uh let's see All right, anything to say about that before we move on to Rosita again? Uh, no, are they on the roof yet? We can no, no, that. okay, let's go. So Rosita is scavenging around for guns. She sees one in an open doorway. She goes to get it, and uh-oh, extra gross dead old walker lady attacks her. Awesome. And she slices her throat, and some blood comes out and some pus, and then eventually she uses the machete and hacks her head, you know, tries to split it like a watermelon and gets the head, you know, the knife stuck in the head. You know that old gag. Uh, anyway, she retrieves the gun, and the gun turns out to be a toy. She gets angry and throws it like a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. All around annoying. I mean, we get a good walker fight, I guess, and a pretty gross-looking yeah. walker, but... Uh, I will say that the show's, like, up their game with cool, like, cameo walkers, I think. I think they have to because they don't show the walkers very much at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so this one, again, you know, just like the one from a couple episodes ago with the, with the metal spikes on and this one, again, was kind of cool. And there was like a spotlight on this one cool zombie, so um, I'm giving them some points for that. Yeah, I guess they can blow their Walker, um, you know, budget on these, uh, you know, uh, spotlight zombies, as we'll call them, or Walkers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Rosita gets mad, throws the gun, and yeah, just being a petulant child. You're right. Annoying. In a hissy fit. Yep. Uh, we cut back to Rick and Michonne, and they are, in fact, on the roof of the building, getting the lay of the land. They see that there's a carnival, lots of dead soldiers and people. Uh, the soldiers, a lot of them still have guns on them. They rejoice. They think, hey, we've, we've did it. We found them. And we're going to totally be cool. And then all of a sudden, because we've seen this before, the roof falls yes. in. Did, were they, yeah. didn't, they, didn't Rick, it might have been somebody else in the group, but didn't somebody else like fall through the roof? Before? Yeah, into into like a like a, a grocery store. I think a, a couple. Yeah, a drugstore or something ago. like that. Yeah, but but, but it is, in this scene, if you notice when they're walking, you can't help but go, "Wow, there's a shitload of water on the roof." Like yeah, waterlogged. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, that's a lot of water that they're sloshing through on the roof, and and you think who cleans out the gutters? I mean, you got to clean out those yeah, gutters. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's true. In this post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, there's leaf debris, clog clogging gutters. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, in the South, there's a lot of flat-roofed buildings. It doesn't seem like a good idea to have a flat-roofed building in almost any circumstance. But the, I guess, you know. The South. Yeah, it's the South. But they don't know anything. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, but they fall through the roof, and uh, they laugh about it. Um, you know, I fell, I missed a step in the garage without the lights on, and I fucked up my ankle for like two months. <laughs> I was I was near tears crying, and these fuckers fall through a roof, and both uh you know seem to be okay. They're laughing. Yeah, yeah. They they fell about thirty feet. You fell about six inches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In pain, like shaking. You know that shaking pain where you're like, uh. You yeah, feel, you're, you're, uh, that's called shock. You're yeah, you feel cold. Yep. 
Okay, uh, the pair find a shitload of army rations and decide to hunker down for the night and eat all them shits. That's about it. And light and light a hundred candles. <laughs> yep, yeah, because it's not good enough just to have one or two. No, no Rick, Rick really, really was pulling out all the stops, I think, on this one. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into full-on date night, uh, we cut back to Rosita. She goes to see Father Gabriel and just complains. She just complains. She foolishly blames Gabriel and not herself for the fallout of the failed assassination attempt that got, uh, you know, Olivia killed, Eugene taken, what's this guy, Spencer killed. Yeah, can, can, can you remind me, like, so why is she mad at Gabriel in this scene? Uh, I because, really like, I, I think Gabriel, like, tried to talk her out of it. So maybe... It didn't make a whole lot of sense because she ultimately did go ahead of her plan, but I think she she showed restraint and didn't kill him when she had the chance. Maybe I don't, right. okay. I don't know if I'm remembering that right, but that's all I remember Gabriel doing is talking caution to her, saying, "I don't think you should throw your life away." Um, so I guess yeah, but, she's blaming okay. him for implanting the seed of doubt in her head. Yeah, it it just felt like she was just like going after Gabriel just because she wanted to yell at somebody. That's exactly what she was doing because I mean it obviously didn't hold up. And Gabriel is cold as ice. He's like, oh, he's awesome. He yeah, was awesome. He was amazing. Team. Yeah, I'm glad you feel the same way. But uh, he just said, hey, maybe I know nothing. But I was trying to stop you from doing something stupid. Uh, basically, said she has a death wish and she he wants her to live. Doesn't feel bad about her living because uh, where there's life, there's a way, or something like that. Anything is possible. Some Jurassic Park type of quote. Anyway. Um, he then throws it in her face that oh, she says, "Who comes to you to listen to you preach?" And he's like, "Or who pre- listens to you preach?" And he's like, "Only the fools that come to me, like you, dumbass." Yeah, that, that, oh, man, I, that, I thought that was awesome. that was fucking awesome. I gotta say, I really like new Father Gabriel. He's like the the preacher you want to have. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's in this like when I when I saw like when the scene first started and I saw him, I actually kind of sat up like, oh oh oh, what's 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 cool cool Gabe gonna do? Cool Gabriel. Yeah, I thought he was gonna take a. Uh, you know, backslide with the whole getting captured at the beginning of the midseason premiere, but uh, right no, he's just uh, stone cold. He's using mind nuj- yeah. uh, mind jujitsu on um, dumbass Rosita here, and I love it. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a great scene. He he put her in her place, and then it was only like it was like a thirty second scene, but he just like put her in her place and then went on his merry way. Yep, very good stuff. So, um. Even though I hate the whole Rosita thing, and it's dumb, it's absolutely insane for her to blame Gabriel for her failed assassination attempt. I mean, yeah, she's just mad, just mad at the world. Yeah, not accepting any responsibility, just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, maybe. so we cut to the uh, you know fire hazard that is the whole bunch of candles inside uh, of that uh, gymnasium, let's call it or whatever they are. Rick and Michonne are enjoying all the MREs they can eat, and I guess beer as well. Rick's got a beer somehow uh yeah they got a beer yeah they're talking about what to do next uh after they get the guns and defeat negan there seems like that's pretty pie in the sky uh michonne suggests that uh there someone's gonna have to lead this coalition of communities that uh will be left over after negan's out of the picture and she thinks that rick's the guys to do it uh rick doesn't know about all that um and basically he's like i don't know all shucks uh basically he says again we should delay returning to the group even longer, um, and gives Michonne uh, some chili mac and cheese combo thing that he thinks she'll be really impressed with. Uh, anyway, later that night, he's up, can't sleep, contemplating life. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so he just yeah, and this so he's he just want it seems like he just doesn't want this time to end. He's found you know he's I, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if he's in love or or just happy, you know. But he's just like yeah, he doesn't want this to end, and, and he really just showed like he's like nothing but patient all of a sudden. Yeah, it, like, it's it's weird. Like even when uh, he captured the garbage pail kids and they took him hostage, and he was just smiling like an idiot, like yeah, with this stupid yeah. like naive optimism and it's just that's not good like right and that, and, that's, and that's not rick rick's usually like you know i mean he 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 usually thinks things through but he he's never like ah let's just what's one more night you know big <laughs> deal and i was also thinking when he kept saying like we'll stay here for one or two days i'm thinking like when has just waiting around like served them like it, it two seconds later you're gonna have like zombies charging or something yeah. like Time is never in your favor. Well, I think it's. I think the bigger problem is what you said. I think this is just another unearned, drastic characterist character like divergence from their personality. Like that seems unearned. Like, um, what's her face? Yeah. Carol being a pacifist for all of a sudden. Like what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, it's just weird. Like, and it's it's a weird about face, and it seems like it's just there to like perform a function as opposed to. Uh, I don't know. Be any kind of a realistic character? Yeah, uh, it's it, it's just not Rick. Rick's always the like, you know, like we don't have time for love, you know, kind. Of, <laughs> you know what I mean? My like, parents are dead. Yeah, he's just he's always been like, this is the world we live in, and you know, if you got to kill, you got to kill, and and yeah, so yeah, so maybe if he was if he showed any of this before in the seven seasons we've seen before, like uh, leading yeah. up to this, maybe this would make a little more sense, but it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because I, I could, I could have said, oh, he's always been a hopeless romantic. <laughs> yeah, but never once have I that even crossed my mind. Agreed, hundred percent. Good analysis. Okay, so we got back to Tara, and she's watching. Um, what's her name? Little Raquel. I wrote down Rick's kid. <laughs> Raquel. <laughs> Hold on, start, start that scene over. <laughs> Tara is watching the the baby. Rick's kid, Rick L. I wrote down. No, it's uh Judith. That's it. Yeah, Judith. It came little, to me. Little Rick L. <laughs> you know how George? We talked about George Foreman before. But George off. Foreman has yeah. ten kids. They're all named yeah. George, and the girls are named Georgina. I I thought I thought I had blacked out and and missed a scene, but okay. Yeah, no, yeah okay, Judith. yeah. So Rick L. Slash Judith. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, she's fucking huge. Uh. And it does make me think, holy shit, who's been watching her? Like, who's on yeah. Judith duty while Rick's out being an absentee fucking father? Yep, eating. Well, yeah, Rick's out eating, eating all the food his children could, could also <laughs> eat. It's just like, you know, let's just stay out here another couple of weeks. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. I, I got, I got, all we've got is time now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like like I don't they they definitely don't sh- show you just like the reality of like child rearing because no. I was also thinking like as parents ourselves I was like if my if my kids lived in this world th- I, there's no way yeah no, they'd, they'd they, be done <laughs> they'd be, they'd be done they would been done a long time ago we gotta like, run right now but my yeah. I, my shoe fell off I gotta get my shoe. Or yeah. I don't know. Or like, he has my sock on. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, and it's just ridiculous. You're absolutely right. But, and then, and then we don't get any character development out of the baby because she's just there to be silent and be a cipher for Tara's weird, uh, you know, talking about whether she should share the location of the Oceanside, uh, fish market with the group. Yeah. And I, and, and I know like, like, listen, I can talk to my kids about the deepest stuff. I, I, that's for sure. And they'll just sit, (laughs) they'll just sit and listen quietly. <laughs> and just listen and contemplate. Yeah, just and let me speak. You yep. know, yeah, always. Like it could have been cool if, like, at the end, she goes, "Oh, you made a duty, didn't you?" That would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, that, and maybe brought a little bit of realism back to the. Exactly, the but but no. So yeah, Tara's just kind of doing a monologue to to Judith or or Raquel. Yeah, and she comes down on yeah Raquel. Uh, she comes down on the side. She asks, "Well, how? Why is our lives any more important than theirs?" And she seems to come to. A decision that her life, her and Rick's lives are more valuable because they are trying to stop the saviors from hurting more people. Right. They're on the side of good. Yeah. Which I think is a, is a little bit of a logic leap there. Um, you know, I mean, that sounds good and I might agree with it, but Jesus, you're damning like them to die. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. 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 And she just, she just made that call in, in, that conversation with with Judith. Well, yeah, Judith didn't, you know, disagree with her. So I'm going to think Judith is somewhat uh, culpable in the situation. You know, she should have said, "I don't think you can make moral decisions about somebody else." Yeah. You've promised. And, well, and Judith, remember, she was just playing with the with the shell bracelet that Tara gave her. Yep. So that was it. And end scene. End scene. All right. So we move on again to Rick. Uh, it's the next morning, and they're gonna clear the walkers and Rick comes out with a dumbass plan to block a hole in the fence with an abandoned car while Michonne does all the work and kills all the zombies. Uh, awesome. and they, they joke uh, about uh, it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Awesome plan here. Uh, Rick runs in, into trouble because there's a soldier, dead soldier walker in the windshield and he tries to pull him out, takes a leg off then took both his legs off. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> gets him out, uh, after a lot of grossness. Um, Rick finally gets the car rolling, but oh no, no brakes. And Uh-oh. to make matters worse, one of the dead soldier walkers somehow runs into a pile of sticks and <laughs> makes his machine gun fire automatically <laughs> at the fair, which you're just like, okay, whatever. I'm just like, so, I'm going to go along this, with this. This whole part was just a comedy of errors, <laughs> and I wasn't sure if, like, am I supposed to laugh at this or, like, take this seriously at all? Yeah, I don't think I don't know how you were supposed to take it seriously because like, so okay, so Michonne's forced to like jump in the trunk of the car and then, uh, then it rolls to a stop. They're surrounded by walkers and yep. Michonne's like, so, "Are we in trouble?" He's like, "I think I did it again." Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it was, such it a was, Steve Urkel moment. Yeah, it was a did I do that? Yep. Yep. But it, the, the whole the whole hold on, let's just stay on this this little. Uh, yeah, this, this scenario. But yeah, it was just like when he ran to the car, he's like, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. There's a guy stuck in here. And yeah, you're like, like, <laughs> like, like you couldn't see that from standing on the other side of the car that there's a huge soldier sticking out of the windshield. Like, like I, that was. And yeah, at one point, he just seemed like he was just like, he's like trying to get the guy off, and he's just like, huh, just my luck. You know what I mean? Like, it was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It was. It was like it was eighties sitcom, like all through and through. And then the like, whoa, where's the brakes? <laughs> where's the brakes? Meanwhile, there's a walker who just happens to run into like what what was it? Like um 
Something it was like a, it, metal it, poles it, or something? Yeah, it was like like metal dowels kind of a thing, like some rebar or something. So the it got lodged in the trigger, which made the gunfire repeatedly at them. Which is just like another level of just insanity. Just um, so I'm just watching this going like, I don't know how to react to this. Is this funny? <laughs> and then like when Michonne jumped in the trunk, I was like, ridiculous. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why not it's jump just, on the other side of the car that, you know, use the car for cover from the bullets, I guess. Or maybe it was surrounded. Exactly. By, and then I don't know. Of, yeah. But now she wanted to be in with Rick and maybe they'll suffer together or something. Yep. So they seem to be in real deep shit. But then again, uh oh, no big deal. They just pop out the sunroof and hop over a nearby <laughs> fence and it's all and they're safe. Every- the sun, so, and I don't know if you knew this, but sunroofs were really common in the, <laughs> the early 80s. Um, whatever, yeah. whatever, like old Cadillac Oldsmobile or something that they had there. Well, I just like how they set up, oh, shit, we're in trouble, and then, oh, no big deal. So, like, you just erased all the tension of that stupid fucking plant, that stupid scenario. All that, all the craziness we just described for the past five minutes was nullified by simply (laughs) just jumping up uh, through the sunroof and hopping over a fence. Yeah, and there wasn't, they didn't even do the, like, lead up to them finding out that there was a sunroof. Yeah. Like, they, it just cut from commercial Cut from break right into them popping out of the out of the sunroof. You're like, like oh, oh, well, okay. that was so I guess it, no, <laughs> these people aren't in danger ever. No, nope, <laughs> not nope. a good precedent when you want to put them in danger. No um, harm, no foul. Yeah. Okay. So they jump over the barrier of the fence and they use the fence as a barrier, and all the walkers are stuck there, and they start to dispatch them. I think this is a great idea. It is a great idea, but is, I yeah. guess the fence doesn't hold because there's a shit ton of them. Uh, and they run, um, and they they run off. They decide to try the fence trick again, but this time they decide to split up, which is always a great decision in any horror scenario. Always. <laughs> yep. survival, survival rule number one, always split up. Yep. If there's any horrific thing happening to you, just make it easier for them <laughs> by splitting up. <laughs> <clears throat> so Rick uh, sets up around a fence of a Ferris wheel, Michonne around a slide, I think it was. I don't know. Anyway, they they go about dispatching uh, walkers and joking about how many they're killing. Ha ha, how many? Eight. I've got ten. Ha 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 ha. Um, Laughing in the face of all this danger, Rick sees the deer again and decides to climb like an idiot on this decrepit old Ferris wheel to get a better angle, I guess, to shoot the deer because he owes Michonne one for her deer getting taken by uh, Negan's group. Uh, but the deer looks like shit. Um, the lighting on that CG deer was pretty terrible. Like, yeah, it did. It did look bad. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, why can't you just get a deer and just chain it <laughs> to, yeah. to to a car and then CG the chains off? I don't know. No, no, they had to. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they did there, but it it looked really crappy. Yeah, it did look really shitty. Uh, before Rick can take the shot, uh, the shitty whoa whoa. whoa. <laughs> Rick steps on a banana peel and falls out of the uh, fence onto the ground. Uh, and he's immediately uh, surrounded by walkers. And he does this thing that uh, people in this show and in horror movies all the time do, where they're just like, they, they're on their knees and then they fall onto their back and start shooting the zombies. Where you know, and they know, they don't have enough bullets to kill yes. all the zombies. Yeah. So like, why don't you just get to your feet and run away? But nope. Yeah. No, they just they just they're on their back and they're they're pushing with their heels, yeah. right? Like, like, come on, like going backwards. Yeah. yeah, just shoot one and then go. Oh fuck, this is stupid. I need to get up and move. 
Because I can get up on my feet pretty quick, and I'm not the, the fastest yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm not a surfer or anything who can, you know, those guys, they just they paddle and they yeah. go. Phew. Yeah, but it's I can. It's going to take I me can, a couple of while. And I might, I might wobble, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like like teeter, like a top, like, oh, oh, oh. But still, I can be up and gone within three seconds. Flat. Easy, easy, yep. yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, he gets surrounded. We cut to Michonne. She runs uh, and comes upon the scene um, and sees all the walkers uh, eating a fucking corpse and assumes it's Rick. It's got to be Rick. It's yeah, got to be Rick. got to be Rick. No chance. Because we all think, hey, Rick is going to bite it in a random <laughs> mid-season, yeah. uh, you know, season 12 of uh, yeah. episode or uh, season seven. The main, yeah, there, there was a split second where I was like, all right, we lost the main character. Okay, yep. <laughs> the show's over. <laughs> Surprise! Eight, this is the finale. Eight, eight years later, he slips on a banana peel, and <laughs> yep. that's how. He goes. Uh, but Michonne thinks it's real, freaks out, goes into shock, drops her sword, and just kind of gives up. Uh, and just before she's surrounded and killed by walkers, Rick pops out of a box like box like a fucking jack in the box. <laughs> well, it was a carnival after all, so I think they, they yeah, played that's on good. It. yeah. Tosses Michonne her sword, and in midair, right from a scene from Army, Army of Darkness. I don't, th- I don't think we ever made you watch Army of Darkness, John. But um, I did. I watched it. Oh, so when he was in that well fighting the like, uh, he was fighting zombies down there too. Uh, somebody throws him his chainsaw, and he jumps in midair and like yep. catches it. <laughs> yes, and and turns it into his hand. Right? Yep. Is that what he did? Yep. yep. And <laughs> proceeds to kill the zombies as Michonne does. Um, so that was a little goofy. Um, it's a classic move. Yeah, classic move. And then they embrace after they do the killing. I guess they got him real hot and bothered. Uh, and afterwards, they uh, go through and pillage the dead like a, you know, like a battlefield uh, scavenger. And they find a shit ton of weapons. So this is crazy, right? Like, um, I wrote, I wrote, I read somewhere on the art, uh, internet briefly that this is similar to what they did to Glenn. Uh, and some people are like, well, maybe they'll. They're faking us out like they did with Glenn in order just to kill Glenn later. Uh, you mean like like how they faked you out with Rick just now? Is that what yeah, you're and then Rick will actually end up dead. Um, well, the Glenn thing was a little more serious and like well done, kind of. And I don't know, Glenn. You you if you've watched the season, you know if you watched every season like I have, like Glenn was a character like you you grew to like. So I, I think they wanted to. They wanted you to feel discomfort. He, in this scene, it it, it, was, it was like paled in comparison. So, so you don't like think he, this was serious enough to no really you, threaten Rick's life? I didn't for a second. Yeah, that's you. that's my thing. Is like I actually thought Glenn was dead. Uh, here, I didn't yeah, think Rick yeah, was dead for, even for yeah. a split second. Yeah, I would. Yeah, for a little while, you were like you, you thought it was Glenn, but then you were like, well, maybe not, and you talked about it. This w- wasn't even close to that. You're right. This was like, oh, there's Rick. His his head sticking out of that box back there. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna pop up out of nowhere. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah, I knew it was the deer too. That's you know because I was like, oh, that deer's gonna die. Yeah. Now, now, you, now you could to play plays that devil's advocate. You could say, well, the show also will turn on a dime and kill a, a beloved character, so it's possible. Yeah, I just don't but, think it's very likely. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that this scene, and compared to the Glenn scene, I don't. I don't think they're even really close. Yeah. All right. So in the car on the way back to, uh, I guess Alexandria, Rick and Michonne have a lovers' quarrel where, like, Rick's 
knows that something's up and he has to pull the car over. I'm just like, oh, geez. Yeah, I was like, I know that look, Rick. You know, yeah, we've all been there. Anyway, he turns it, he somehow turns it into himself. He makes it about himself. And she, uh, whatever, takes sympathy on him. Uh, but he, he did. Did you notice that? I was, yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. She Rick. was pissed was like, at him. And then all yeah. of a sudden, she became sympathetic. She showed yeah, sympathy I, towards I, him. I think I've done that. I think I used that yep. strategy. To be like, you know, I'm just, <laughs> you're yeah, mad I'm at not, me, but, but it's because I hate myself. I don't yeah. know. She's like, no, I, no. I hold you're myself fine. to such high standards. Yeah. And- <laughs> My problem is I care too much. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, she she turned right around and was like, "Oh, honey, what's bothering you?" Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was him manipulating her. Anyway, it's just this whole dumb thing about how uh, Rick's saying they have to be willing to let each other uh, be lo- to lose each other uh, because it's bigger than them now. They're they're basically fighting for the future of the human race and civilization and all that bullshit. Um, but she doesn't want to hear that at first, but eventually it comes around to his logic. But they just drag it out for a long time. Yeah. Now, in in all seriousness, are are we supposed to like care that they like have this like love connection and stuff? Like, is that supposed to? I don't make know. I, I about the characters. I I even in the beginning of this season, I think I said that I don't see this relationship lasting. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems to be a relationship out of convenience, almost like. Uh, yeah, just like like a uh, proximity effect. Kind yeah, of thing. like you know, coworkers or something. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, like you're, yeah. You're here. I'm here. All right. Yeah, might as well. Uh, so I never saw this developing somewhere else, but I I I don't know if I guess Michonne has to die. I don't know. I don't think uh, Rick's gonna die. At least yeah, not yet. I think, yeah, I think something like they they've got this connection. She obviously was very like distraught at the at the the thought of losing him. So something bad's gonna happen uh, at some point. Yep, and uh, yeah, like I said, I just don't see Rick biting it uh, just yet. Nah, nah not yet. <clears throat> okay, so uh, Rick and they smash cut to Rick and uh, the entire crew. I guess they meet up and they go to visit the garbage shell kids uh, and deliver the guns. The trash people say they need twice as many guns before they'll fight. This is a surprise, and I guess that's what happens when you negotiate people who don't know how to talk. Um, you know, they can renegotiate the the terms. Yeah, that that, that kind of pissed me off. Yeah, it, it pissed me off as well. I'm just like, this is stupid, and and all and all I could think of it took me out of the show, and I'm thinking, oh, this is just a stall tactic. So we're not ready to go fight Negan yet. We're gonna need a couple more episodes before that happens. Yes. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Exactly. Because we just watched a whole hour of a shit show, right? To get to get sixty guns, and then they want double that. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I've got to, I've got to sit through at least another one of these episodes. <laughs> um, but um, uh, but anyway, they they agree, and then Rick says he needs some of the guns, holds on to some of them, so that they can use those guns to get more guns, and then him and Haircut just bicker about the amount. Um, or the number of guns they decide on a number. Uh, Rick's a little down in the dumps, but Michonne is now the one that's being positive and says, "Oh, you know, we'll find them. We just need a couple days. Everything is yeah. hunky dory." Yep. Now she's on like anything's possible. <laughs> she, so Rick has got her uh, smelling. You know, got her high on his farts as well. Just like this weird, stupid positivity. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I really don't know where the positivity is coming from. And it doesn't, yeah, it seems unrealistic or just like craziness. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And if, I mean, if I were them, I would, I would have looked at haircut and been like, uh, no, bitch, it's these 60 <laughs> guns. That's it. Like that's right. You, you don't know what we just did. I fell through a Ferris wheel. <laughs> I climbed in a box. <laughs> you know, they, they, they the, the zombie, uh, shooting at me. Uh, we lost our brakes. Like the whole thing. You're like, no, these 60 guns, this is what you got. That's it. I, I agree. It just, uh, like I said, I, it just took me out. I'm just like, this is crazy. Number one, this is unacceptable. Number two. And it's just a stall tactic. It's just, we're not ready for Rick's group to fight Negan just yet. We got to wait a little bit. Oh, yep, God, exactly. So annoying. So annoying. Yep, I agree. <laughs> anyway, back at uh, Alexandria, Rick is running around, runs into Tara. She says she was looking for him. He says, why? And she says, basically, she tells him all about Oceanside, and we cut away there. So what do you think that's going to be like? Because <clears throat> one of the things she said is, if she told Rick and the crew about Oceanside, the Oceanside people wouldn't fight with them. They would fight against them to remain like independent. But obviously, that's uh, not going to well, happen, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I think I, I don't really, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't even really have any theories. My theory is I think of them in like the, I think I said this before, like the Ents in uh, one of the Lord of the Rings uh, novels or movies, where like the battle's going to go on and it's going to be raging, and then, oh, here come the fish market uh, out of nowhere yep. to turn the tide. Yeah, yeah, coming over the hill. Yep. Sunlight streaming down. I believe that happened in the last Hobbit movie, right? Wasn't there like a remember. battle on some prairie land? And yep, that's it. Battle of the Five Prairies. <laughs> well, I didn't. I I didn't read the book, so yeah, I, you know, I, I, I well, think that's I did, it. and that that last prairie. Anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I, we knew the fish eaters would be brought into the situation sooner or later. I guess it's going to be next episode. Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, I watched the episode on iTunes. I didn't see it on AMC. So, did you watch the coming attractions for next week? Um, no, I didn't because uh, Talking Dead came on and it started to annoy me. Yep. Okay, that's fine. So, I didn't either. Like, so, he, I guess we'll just have to guess at what happens next week. No, no. I'm not, it, it, uh, one thing you don't get with me that you get with Jermaine is additional research. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of additional research. Uh, and this will be good for all our listeners out there. Last week, we, um, at least I, was puzzled that uh, Negan said, oh, thank goodness we got a spare Dr. Carson. And I thought he was referring to Dr. Eugene, who was, you know, yeah. an academic doctor. But it turns out Dr. Carson had a brother who's also a doctor, and he's a doctor at Hilltop. There you go. That's the that's the hard hitting analysis that Jermaine would bring if he was responsible enough to show up to an episode on time, and he's not. Um, okay, so let's close out this episode. Um, so Rosita shows up at Hilltop, and she enlists the help of uh, what's her face, Johnny T. Uh, Judith. No. <laughs> Rosita. <laughs> no, Rosita's the one doing it. Um, <laughs> She was in the love triangle with uh, Abraham, Rosita, Abraham, and... Oh, uh, Sasha. Sasha. Sasha, there you go. Yeah, that's her. Anyway, Rosita enlists her help with yet another Negan assassination attempt uh, and gifts her... Um, she says she agrees as long as she can take the shot. 
And Rosita's like, yeah, that's fine. And here's something you can take the shot with. And, and hands her over a badass sniper rifle. I guess she found that in her scavenging. I don't know. Um, Sasha, well, she, she, she said she she stole it from the, the stuff that Rick and Michonne brought back. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't catch that. But that makes more sense. So I guess there were 60. Well, no. Because What's-Her-Face said that they made an inventory of all the guns. Right? They took, well, Rick was allowed to take 20 guns back. Oh, so this was from that 20 and not from the total 63? That's what I'm assuming. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, she somehow got a hold of a sniper rifle and is giving it to Sasha for the express uh, purpose of assassinating Negan. Well, we all know that this is not going to work, but they both agree that they don't either, neither of them expect to make it back alive. So it's a suicide mission. Which is kind of fun, but we know it's not going to work. So yeah, it's a, it it's a great like plan. A, what? I said it's a great plan. Yeah, another they, fucking brilliant plan gotta, from Rosita. They gotta figure, they're going sh- just strictly off of vengeance and anger. Which so is fine. It's going to set them up for success. <laughs> which is fine. It's just, uh, you know, Rosita's already fucked this up once. So, you know, maybe yes. like... Let Sasha play in this one? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, so we, in this scene, you're just like, all right, like, have fun with that. We'll see where this goes, but it's it's not going to, I don't think it's going to end pretty, like, just the, the two of them running off. Yeah, I just, you know, at best case scenario, what, what happens is it's a failed attempt. Negan gets pissed, and he forces the conflict between everybody earlier than Rick wanted to uh, for it to happen. Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it'll like it'll go it'll go sour, and then Rick and company will have like something will spur them into action, you know, sooner than later. Yep. You okay. Know, so, so they won't get there. Like, oh, we we got two or three more weeks to get guns. No big deal. No, so annoying. Okay, <laughs> so uh, after recounting this, I still uh, stand by my initial uh, impressions that this did not progress the story along very much at all. It was just kind of like, like you said, a throwback episode. They, you know, they have to run an errand. They run into some mild zombie danger, and everybody's mm-hmm. okay at the end of it all. Um, but that being said, I kind of enjoyed it more than I should have. Um, I, I, I would agree. I had the same kind of yeah. It was like a, it was a filler episode. It was like even that. Just I keep laughing about that comedy of errors crap. <laughs> <laughs> but but like I didn't hate it. I was like oh, that, I don't know. I yeah, just, I, I it. It, it was entertaining. I was willing <laughs> to forgive it. Pretty pretty yeah, yeah pretty exactly. Good. Okay, so uh, let's give it a rating. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give this. Uh, God, I'm gonna have to give it just north of mediocre because I I liked it more than normal. So I'll say a three point oh. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna get. I'm gonna give it a three two, a three as well. No, yeah, it can't be a three two because we do a ten yeah. point scale. It's yes, like zero through half. five with a half point. So with three half. two would not and be. A, it would either have to be a three point zero or three point five, and a sandwich. So or yeah. a sandwich so. of your choosing. Okay, so uh, so anything else to say about this? Are you looking forward to next week? Have any idea what's going to happen? Um. Oh, next week. No. I, what's going to happen next week? I don't know. Should we? Are we going to see? Oh, wait. You know what? I did see some of the previews. Now it's coming back to okay, me. Okay. Good. It's Ezekiel. And company, um, and there, there might be some sort of standoff at their like drop-off site, you know, with the savior folks. Okay, 
Looks like something goes down there. Ezekiel had a gun as well. Ooh, a gun so, and a tiger. That's unstoppable. So it's definitely the Ezekiel folks. God, I hope it's just not a whole hour of the kingdom, though. I don't think I Yeah, can I don't that. know. It didn't show anybody else that I... I mean, not, I literally 10 minutes ago, I totally forgot I even saw that. So now it's, it's coming back. That makes me uh, really depressed about the future. But... Uh, <laughs> We'll be here to cover it, guys, on America's podcast, The The Shameful Dead. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes, um, you know, and try to get us to be the number one podcast in America, as well as America's favorite. Yeah, and give us a rating for, for uh, Flow, uh, better with or without Jermaine. Yeah, see, yeah, let us know. Do you think he's the worst part, the worst thing that ever happened to this podcast? Let us know. We'd like to hear that feedback. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks sincerely for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week, uh, and see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.